First, there was the collapse of civilization. Anarchy. Genocide. Starvation. Then when it seemed things couldn't get any worse, we got the plague. The living death. Quickly closing its fist over the entire planet. And then we heard the rumors that the last scientists were working on a cure that would end the plague and restore the world. Restore it? Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world! Action, action, the movie podcast that watches all the action movies and put them on a list. This week we watched Cyborg. Yeah, we did. We ranked these fuckers. So, Cyborg. This is the second recording of Cyborg. Our last recording, because of the global fake news pandemic. <laughs> wow. We had, this is all just to. This is, they're just trying to take away our rights. They won't let us go to church anymore. Yeah. I'm still going to church. I have not slowed down on how much I've gone to church. church. The Church of Van Damme, right? Yeah. Yeah. The failing pandemic. Yeah. The failing pandemic? This this pandemic is weak. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we recorded Cyborg last week, and it did not go well. So now we're recording for a second time. And of all the movies that we had to do twice. again, yeah. So we we had to watch it again. Oh, shit. I didn't watch it again, did you, James? No, no, I didn't. I honestly barely remember what happens in this movie. Well, we'll remind you. We'll we'll bring out those sweet, sweet details. (laughs) So, James, this was your pick. Why don't you tell Uh, us... Tell well, us about the movie. You guys don't want to... We got to oh, yeah. talk about what Sorry. we watched. I'm, we might have watched I'm different not... things than what we said on the previous episode. I, I think well, when we recorded even... this the first time, I said I watched Xena, Warrior Princess. So this is my chance yeah. to, uh, to do away with that and talk about something else. Well, let me see. I watched... <laughs> the Hunt. I watched... What else? Huh. Hey, Dustin, have you seen... Um... Ready or not? Yeah, we talked. We about, talk, I talked about it on the on the podcast a while back. Oh, uh, I watched that. I really liked it. Yeah, it's really fun. It's great. It's a really good movie. Uh, I watched that, and then I just watched uh, Spencer Confidential. This is the new Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. How's that for you? It's not good. <laughs> is it a Netflix movie? Yeah. I didn't. I never even heard of it until you sent me a message saying you had watched it. Yeah, it's kind of in. It's kind of in that vein of like Parker. Kind Parker, of. like uh, like Parker. What's his face? Uh, yeah, Jason like, Statham. No, well, yeah, but like more like. It's like a. No, it's not like Parker. I shouldn't say that. I'm thinking about the movie Payback. Payback, same know. character, Porter. Same character. It's no, but it's not actually like that. 
I don't know. I so it's trying to be it. kind of like a no, it's a, a so it's noir about, kind of thing. No, it's about a, a cop who like he goes to jail for like assaulting his boss, and this you know he can't do the Spencer. He he has to do the right thing all the time, right? So like he says his boss is corrupt and he beats the shit out of him, and then he gets out of jail and somebody dies and he just can't look away. He's supposed to go start his new life some in Arizona. But he gets involved, and yeah, I don't know why I compared it to those that character, but it kind of has this weird feel of that in a way. But mm. I'm just dawdling. So why did you watch that? I don't know. <laughs> it was there. This coronavirus has broken me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I also, you watch Tiger King, and then I'll know you're broken. That movie, that show fucks, man. That show is the best. Have you not seen it? I haven't. I, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it, and I don't. I, I don't plan I to. I have listened. I have listened to two. Uh, I've listened to two podcasts that talked about it before this ever happened. Plus, I listened to an entire podcast series that was just on Joe Exotic. And now, <laughs> and then I've watched it. It's so good, man. You have to. Why would you not watch it? It doesn't. I don't know. It's no appeal to me. I, I don't usually watch any kind of reality stuff. It's not a reality show. It's well, a documentary. It? Oh, a documentary. Dude, really? I thought it was it's a, a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty crazy story. It's a, it's a documentary. It is fucking crazy. I know, but it seems like it's full of just like low life pieces of shit that I don't really want to like hang out with for hours on end. Watch is that, it. Not, is that not the case? It is. Doesn't it have, like, pedophiles and tiger killers in it? Well, I think the one... I think there's this one guy that definitely grooms young girls. Cool, cool, Doc, cool, 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 cool. Doc Ansel. <laughs> He's kind of a, like a secondary character. I've already learned more about this through fucking people on Facebook and shit and Instagram than don't be a fucking cuck I ever watch wanted the movie to <laughs> or watch the documentary it's it's so great it's uh, so entertaining is it just one it's just one thing it's a documentary it's not like episodes and episodes of stuff yeah, well, it's like five it's episodes like five episodes something like that six episodes Oh yeah, because you've got know, nothing. You got well, so not much. It's just like there's so much shit on Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these things that I haven't gotten to yet that I've been meaning to, but I should drop all that and watch fucking Tiger King. This is a. It's such a wild story, man. It's so crazy, and they don't even get to everything in the in the documentary. Yeah. Like they keep showing these music videos that he makes, and like oh, he's yeah. a he's like a country <laughs> western singer, and they don't even show you in the documentary that he's actually not the person singing. He actually hired somebody to sing for him on those records, but he never admits. Well, you can. Why wouldn't they you show can that? tell? Pardon me, Justin. Well, I just said, why wouldn't they show that in the documentary? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Weird. He, here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> He wrote a song called Here Kitty Kitty about his nemesis, Carol Baskins, who he ends up going to jail for trying to... He tries to hire an ex-con maintenance guy to, like, fucking try to kill her. It's oh, it's so good, Dustin. You have to watch it. Uh, I'll think about it. 
it's James. It's, James, you tell me what you think. Well, no, James, this is right up James's alley. <laughs> He's just gonna say it's oh, great if I, he watches it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I just haven't got time to watch it yet. Yeah. You have to watch it, I think, for it being nothing. But it's it's a total cultural touchstone right now. Well, I know. I, obviously, everybody's. I mean, the last thing I watched like that. I think was like fucking Jersey Shore where everyone was like Jersey Shore you gotta watch it and so that was like the last thing that I that is gave like in this. and watched like that this is a this is a true crime documentary is it really? yeah that is, this is not the impression I got like I totally thought it was a reality show thing no 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 not at all the guy's in jail <laughs> Like and this, the, what the, the documentary takes like over the course of years. Hmm. So. All right, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll consider it. James, what did you watch, man? I uh, watched Parasite. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Yeah. So finally, finally got to that. <laughs> it's catching up to those uh, Oscar winners from last year. Yeah. So. Oh man. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really like it a lot. It's a pretty fun yeah. movie. Pretty unpredictable, I'd say. Yeah, it's pretty unpredictable, and it's it's just it's just funny the con that they have going on, and just how it all comes together. And well, that's I, I knew kind of that it would that it would end in some kind of murder or something. I didn't know what, so yeah. But it was good. It's kind of a fun jumping around through different tones right because it's like some of it's kind of horror some of it is like comedic some of it is dramatic like there's all this different yeah. stuff going on at once yeah totally good. Um, yeah uh, let's see I watched uh, the new season of Castlevania on uh, Netflix mm-hmm. have you not watched that ever John? I have I've watched I watched the first season when it, right away when it came out like the first like, oh, yeah. like three episodes or something like that yeah, it was really short, the first season. Yeah. Uh, and then I was watching the second season. I really liked it, but I just never finished it. It's pretty um, fucking awesome. And the, and the I, same kind of, Oh, sorry. I was just saying, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really like it a lot. It's so goddamn metal. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like giant fucking monsters and vampires and crazy shit going on. Uh it actually took me a few episodes to get back into it. Like, when I started this one up, I was like, oh, I don't remember who's who and what's going on from the end of the previous season. But then after a couple episodes, I started getting into it, and then it just got, like, fucking awesome. And this episode, this season was, I think, like, ten episodes. Yeah, and it, okay. I think that... So now it's, it's finally, like, a normal show length kind of thing. But they're only, like, 25-minute episodes, so it's not like oh, it's yeah, a huge right. investment to get into it. No, Ward Ellis writes it. And yeah, the comic book writer, yeah. Ornelas is pretty metal. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I just when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is almost like it would be like Metalocalypse, like that kind of world with like all these crazy hellscapes and dragons and whatever. But uh, but it's like actually a, it's like not a comedy. It's like a serious thing. <laughs> but yeah. That's good. Uh, can I say one other thing I watched? Because it yeah. was just, it's so weird, is um, The Art of Self-Defense. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, with that uh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really liked it. Yeah, I liked the it more a lot. I think, the more I think about it, the more I like. I really liked it a lot. And it was pretty great. I what is it? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg plays this like 
timid. Just plays a Jesse Eisenberg type. Yeah, he plays Jesse Eisenberg. He plays he plays uh, that fucking what's the dork? He's one of the most famous people in the world. He, Jesse Eisenberg played him Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's like Zuckerberg. It's like he plays like Mark Zuckerberg, but like who he should have been. He was totally un- right. He was it's totally like unsuccessful. Rich. Yeah. Uh, uh, he. Oh, go ahead, John. You. I was gonna say it's it. He just plays this timid guy who he something happens to him and he decides that he wants to learn self defense and then it just it's so weird like it's mm, it's yeah. so weird but it's it, the weirdness kind of creeps up on you it's funny too but it's like it's dark, really funny. Kinda funny yeah um, the, the he, dude did you recognize the dude that was his karate teacher or whatever self defense Pollux, teacher Pollux Troy Pollux Troy from Face Off yeah. Castor Troy's brother <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't recognize he him he was great I looked it up he was really good in it and the ending is so good yeah. I laughed so hard so at that I. part yeah. the, the ending is just oh, fantastic man. yeah you should watch it James The Art of Soul right, Defense add it to the list yeah it's gonna be a big <laughs> list yeah James is still an list. essential service so yeah. Yeah. It's like nothing has changed. Well, I am I'm again just... as of as of tomorrow. So, uh, we're back, back to the grind. <laughs> and my work is cutting back. So, oh, yeah. That sucks. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Cyborg again. Cyborg. <laughs> roll the okay, trailer. So, James, roll the trailer. Welcome to the world of the not-too-distant future. Get going! Go! A brutal gang is reshaping the world into their own vision of hell. And only one man can stop them. Jean-Claude Van Damme is leading the battle between good and evil. Take them out. As it's never been fought before. He's on a desperate mission to rescue a cyborg who holds the secret for saving the world. Why did you help me? I don't want to see you die. From the dust of destruction rises the warrior of a new age. Say goodbye, my friend. Jean-Claude Van Damme has become the first hero of the 21st century. Cyborg. Why don't you tell us what this movie's about and why did you pick this movie? Um, well, first of all, I picked this movie never seen it before, so... Uh, all I knew is, uh, you know, got some Van Damme in there. <laughs> I was hoping to see some sweet cheeks. Didn't get any of that. Yeah, that was a letdown. But, yeah. Um, but, you know, in the description I read online, you know, it seems uh, of the time. So, it's kind of why I picked it. And, um, yeah. I mean, there's parts I enjoy, but... Uh, <laughs> You sound so enthused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a classic Van Damme movie. 
I think there are probably people out there who think that it is just because of the time period that it came out in. Like, it was like his next, I think it was his next movie after Bloodsport, maybe. Might have been one yeah, of Yeah, he had a choice. There. He had a choice to do, it was like Kickboxer or something, or... He did Kickboxer. Oh, it was maybe it was to do a sequel or something, like Kickboxer 2 or... He had three movies he could have done. And he chose and Cyborg. He, he chose Cyborg, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'd be really uh, curious to know what sold him on Cyborg. I don't know. Maybe it was because it was a sci-fi movie and he doesn't really... That wasn't something he had done up to that point. Um, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Hard to say. Well, the, the guy had... Uh, the, the guy who wrote it and directed it, he wanted Chuck Norris to star in it. Yeah. But they cast John claude Van Damme instead. I mean, I think that's good. I mean, it makes a movie maybe a little bit more watchable than... I, I mean, I would take Van Damme over Chuck Norris. I'll take I know Van that's Damme. probably heresy for some hardcore Norris fans out there, but... Uh, I'd take Van Damme. Norris heads? Yeah, there's got to be some... Fuck them. There's got to be Norris heads Fuck. out there, right? If you're a Norris head, just leave. Just leave. Just... Just leave. Just end it. We actually got to we got to do another Chuck Norris soon because we only <sighs> ever did the Octagon and we never even released that episode. So I mean, the guy's a pretty big cornerstone of the action movie scene. So we got to do another movie of his at some point. Yeah, he could have done oh. Delta Force Two or American Ninja Three. Oh right, okay. I've seen American Ninja Three. I don't believe I ever watched Delta Force Two, but that is a Chuck Norris movie. Delta no. Force 2. No? Well, he's the, in the, the first Force one. Delta Force 2? Oh, he's not in the third one. He was going to be in the... It was the third one. Oh, there was a third one. Okay. Yeah. Steve James, Michael Chan. Kelvin. Oh, Steve James. Steve James was in uh, The Exterminator. He was the awesome guy who got murdered. The friend. He was the friend who got murdered that caused the guy to go on The Exterminator <laughs> killing oh, <really>? spree. <laughs> yeah. Michael really? Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> um... Mm. Well, we just talked about Masters of the Universe, uh, and this is another Canon Films movie like that movie was. Uh, and this is, in fact, the final Canon Films theatrical release and when they went bankrupt. So they did great, great work. Of, well, I mean, it's kind of surprising they went bankrupt. I mean, this was a <laughs> success This story. was a success. I mean, but it was already too late at that point, right? Like, they would already, I think they were already, like, done, and then they put this out as their last, you know, to meet their gift, last... Gift to the world? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know what, we're going down, but we just want you guys to have this treat before we die. I wish, Cyborg. I would have loved to have seen their uh, Spider-Man movie. Right, because the, the, the sets and the costumes and shit that they used in this movie were going to be used for Masters of the Universe 2 and a Spider-Man movie that Canon Films was working on. That, I, man, yeah, a Canon Films Spider-Man movie, that would have been something to see for sure. Because they did Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, which is the one where he fights, like, the nuclear man guy. Have you guys ever seen this movie with Christopher Reeve? It was the fourth Superman one? No. No. That is, it is something. <laughs> It is a crazy fucking movie. It's terrible, but uh, we'll do it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course we will. Um, so wait, how does this movie start out? For refresh my memory. So it starts out with uh, there's this 
man and woman, and they're kind of running through this, like, decrepit streets. It kind of looks a little bit like a shittier version of Escape from New York. Right. Right. Well, before that, though, you get the voiceover of. uh, Oh yeah. What's the main guy's bad name? What's the Fender? Fender Tremolo or Tremolo? Yeah, Fender. The bad guy, Fender Tremolo. (laughs) So then, yeah, all the guitar names. Yeah, you get him talking about how he he likes the world. He he loves the world the way it is. Why would you change? Yeah. Uh, it's in, like that's an interesting way to go too to have the villain doing the narration for some reason. Yeah, I well, that's probably you because really he wants to hear John Claude Van Damme talk. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we get uh, Warchild. Yeah, Warchild from Point Break. Yeah, Andy's favorite character in the whole movie. <laughs> Back up, Warchild. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he's the uh-huh. he's the villain in this. He's Fender Tremolo, and then you have uh, Van Damme's character is Gibson Rickenbacker, which is two <laughs> two more different types of guitar, like different guitar companies. So weird. Uh-huh. And then there's another guy named Marshall Strat. <laughs> Just a bunch of. So like, why would you do that and think, oh yeah, no one will. This would be funny. This would be like a cool little Easter egg. Except like anyone who's ever played guitar or you know been in a band or whatever be like what why why are these characters named this i thought at some point they'd whip out guitars or something and start start jamming (laughs) in a post-apocalyptic band hey that would make sense i wouldn't put it past this movie but i'm sorry i'm i'm reading a bit about the this movie while you guys Mm -hmm. are talking but did what are the sequels of this movie called? I know there's a Cyborg 2, but I don't know if there's anything else after that. There's Cyborg Nemesis? Yeah, that's... that's. Uh, I think it came out in 2011 or something. And that is... 14. And that's considered part of this series? Well, I'm trying to read about it, and it's also saying that the, the, the sequels had spin-off sequels. Oh, this okay. Movie, there's, there is the, the layers... Layers. It's a guy. It's a beautiful onion. I mean, okay. So Nemesis is called Cyborg Nemesis. That's interesting because this director also did the Nemesis series of movies, which were also like sci-fi. I can't remember if they're post-apocalyptic, but I think they're supposed to all be connected. Oh, weird. Well, now we just yeah. Now we got to go down this train. Yeah. If if you know what's going on with these movies, write in to James. Right well, they're supposed to be so I don't know when this one came out. Cyborg there's Rise of the Flesh Eaters. There's cyborg. Holy shit. What Rise of the Flesh Eaters? I don't see that one. That is there's that's a great recycler. Name. Which is Cyborg uh, Two and then Cyborg Three Recycler. Cyborg Two has Angela Jolie in it. Noise. <laughs> I can't believe the things we're learning. And Jack Palance. Oh wow! And well, Billy is, Drago. Oh, Billy Drago too. That's a that's a winning cast. Jack and, Palance, man, he man, how the mighty have fallen when he. And uh, Elias Cotes. Yes, yes, that's Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah. Canada's own. 
Elias Coteus. The name like that, you knew he was Canadian. <laughs> he's now, apparently he's doing quite well for himself working on Chicago Med and Chicago PD. Oh yeah, he's been working forever. Uh, he, he has a small part in Zodiac, which I just rewatched recently. He he was the killer. Do you remember that movie Fallen, John, with Denzel Washington and John Goodman? He, yeah, is that the guy? one where? Yeah, is is that the one where Denzel Washington? Is that the one where he's in a? He's like a cop, for... and he's trying to get this killer. But yeah. the guy like possesses different people's bodies. He like is it like a James Patterson from... book or something? No, no, it's all supernatural shit. Which, as far as I know, Patterson never fucks with, but. Oh, I wish he wouldn't fuck with writing books. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I don't think he does anywhere, does he? Doesn't it just, like, people that I write think... for him? Yeah. Yeah. And he puts out a book a month, it seems like. Every time you go to the grocery store, there's a new fucking James Patterson there staring you in the face. I say shut him down. He's not essential. <laughs> He's not essential. He definitely is not. Okay, so this cyborg rise of the flesh eaters they're filming it right now oh and then also announced is cyborg nemesis the dark rift holy shit so this thing won't die like a cyborg so obviously it has some fans because you don't keep fucking making these things do you maybe some maybe some kind of scheme like um (laughs) what's his name you bull Evil, yeah. Yeah, he like would make movies, but like they would they were like a tax like break tax, or something. Tax credit things, yeah, yeah. Some German scheme. Right. I forgot about that. Mm. Uh, his restaurant be. just so, got shut down in Vancouver. I didn't know he had one. Yeah, like a fancy one. Alright. So if you don't know what this movie's about, it's about um a martial artist. <laughs> a martial artist hunts a killer in a plague-infested urban dump of the future. A plague-infested urban dump of the future. Uh, yeah, which, and don't forget is, to his title. He's a slinger, man. He's a he's slinger. He's a slinger. <laughs> like a gunslinger? Yeah, kind of. Although I don't understand really why those are the titles, because they're not, they're not guys who go out and start gunfights with people. They are people who are hired to help transport people from one place to another like you want to like there's a slinger like a hired gun hired gun i guess that's why they're called that yeah called slingers because they and speaking of guns john you love this one don't you no this goes into the into the uh cobra uh blade blade yeah You've got, you've got like dumbest, a little archive of dumb-looking guns. Dumb guns. What we about? we are going to make a shirt or a poster for John that's just going to be a collection <laughs> of all these guns. <laughs> there, I think there were some other ones. We're going to have to go back and and remember which movies had dumb guns. <laughs> I can go through and probably tell you. This has yeah, stupid guns. One. They look like the the guys from Star Wars. The, the Jawas? I don't know. Some the fucking Star Wars thing. <laughs> Some fucking Star Wars thing. Well, uh, they're, they're weird because they look like kind of like Gatling guns, like Old West Gatling guns that would shoot, you know, like a machine gun sort of on a rotating. Yeah. Except instead they just shoot like darts kind of. They look like the darts know. or bolts In or the something. In future, you only have four bullets. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. Everything's shitty. Well, yeah. Makes sense. How come nothing's ever better in the future? Well, this is a post-apocalyptic movie. It's supposed to be uh, shitty, not better. I'm sure they'd still have real guns. Yeah. Uh, I guess we don't see any other type of guns used throughout the movie, do we? Just no, we see a lot of guns. a lot of knives. Yeah, a lot of a lot of knives. A lot of sharpening of said knives. <laughs> yes, everyone sharpens a knife at some point in this movie. I'm stealing oh, James' yeah. lines from last episode. That's one of the most yeah. badass things you can do is sharpen a fucking knife, friend. Get your whetstone out. The director's probably like, I'm just gonna get like, I'm gonna get a day of coverage of just you guys sharpening knives. So just sit around, sharpen your knife. I mean, there's a straight up scene where they're in that ship that for some reason they're traveling by boat at some point, and there's like ten of them all sharpening their yeah. knives. <laughs> Like you get the, the downtime, you're on the ship. You might as well sharpen your shit. I know, but looking very like angry and intense. <laughs> well, I did kind of in the future. I did kind of like his weird fucking mutant gang. I mean, I guess they're not mutants, but they're just like weird fucking. I don't know, warriors. You know what? It would have been better if they were mutants. Yeah, yes. that would have added something. <laughs> I kind of liked some of the costumes and stuff. Like, we talked about when we recorded this the first time, I did like the sequence where they go to that sort of, I don't know, old warehouse that's all fucked up, and then they get into, Van Damme gets in a fight there with the gang members, and there's just, I don't know, there's one, one with a weird mask, and there's just... Yeah, totally. I, I had a little bit of fun with some of those scenes. Um, yeah. There's a shot of that guy I guess falls down the... I, oh, sorry, go ahead, James. Yeah. I guess we should say, okay, so so we start with the, there's like a chase, the guy and the girl, and we find out the girl's a cyborg, and they end up, she has the cure, or knows the cure in Atlanta, so then... Yeah, the cure for the um, plague, which isn't really a, a prevalent thing that we see in the movie. Except for the one time. The runtime, right? The guy, the, the old homeless guy or whatever. Uh, by the bar or whatever. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't seem like anyone has this fucking plague. I'm assuming they're all dead? <laughs> so what do like you need to cure for that? I like how the CDC is still in Atlanta. Yeah. That's right. They're going to Atlanta the whole time. Like, they couldn't even have thought of, like, maybe moving where they were going. They're just like, oh, where's the CDC? It's in Atlanta. I'm sure it'll be there in the future, too. But we don't even know where they're traveling from at the beginning. Like, it never says... Yeah. It doesn't say, like, they're in New York or uh, they're in L.A. or whatever. Yeah, you... I like in the description of the movie, it says, you know, that it's in a an urban dump of the future. <laughs> except for they immediately leave yeah. the urban dump. Yeah, so there's a couple of fun little location shots at the beginning when they're in the in the urban trash but then once they leave they're not they're out in the middle of the country kind of for the rest of the movie more or less yeah wearing that chain mail uh, everywhere <laughs> yeah. everything just looks dusty <laughs> like it's the dustiest time like the future yeah. is gonna be really dirty guys I mean yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna, those it's Mad gonna Max be movies it's always fucking that's dirty. Australia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but they obviously a, they wanted like no they water? obviously wanted to capture that same sort of feeling, right? Yeah, I guess 
erosion due to f- poor farming practices and uh, and uh, global warming. <laughs> Dust Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's why this, everybody should just come to Canada. You know, you never see a post-apocalyptic movie where everything's going bad in Canada. Everything's just fine. Uh, there's Pontypool. Have you ever seen Pontypool? <laughs> Pontypool is about a virus. Yeah. That turns people into zombies. It takes place in Canada, doesn't it? Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not a dump. No, it's not a dump. The whole movie takes place at a radio station, right? Yeah. It's actually um, a really cool movie. It is a cool movie. James, you should uh, watch it. So then, uh, what happens? Fender Tremolo, he decides he's going to escort the cyborg woman to Atlanta in, in for what? For She's going to pay him? She's gonna. No, no. She. He wants the cure. He wants to know what the cure is, so that he can control who gets it or who doesn't or some shit. Because he lo- he loves. Yeah, he likes this the new world. world. He wants yeah. it to stay how it is, so that he can keep. Yeah. Being as uh, a little king in his own little world there. Uh, yeah. With his weird eyes. And then what's the story? You guys got to refresh my memory because already we only watched this a week ago and it's like whew, it's fading fast. The woman that is traveling with Van Dam in the present, like we keep seeing these flashbacks. He's got he had that that woman that he helped and the children, and then but the woman he's traveling with in the present. What's her deal? He came across the a burnt out like they attacked. So he was tracking the dock. Yeah, he's tracking the bad guy. Yeah, and yeah. they had, they just war child, war child, fender. He's, he's attacking. He's he's tracking a war child, and he uh, they fucking kill all these people, but she's hiding. Yeah, and then that's how. And then I she think. just joins him. Yeah, because she's like, well, I mean, everyone's got to fuck. Hi. <laughs> Yes, I mean, my question would be like, okay, so how long do you think it's been that they've been in this this world where you know two years, <laughs> two years? No, that's it. No, no. I think it's supposed to be like it's got to be like at least twenty, right? Uh, I get the feeling that they were all alive, like all the adults were alive before it went bad. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Because cause this woman, it's like she's been sheltered the whole time. She doesn't know anything that's going on. The one traveling with him she, in the present. Yeah, the one traveling with her. She's kind of like, um, can't fend for herself. Like, she's not... Nady, uh, Nady Simmons is her name in the movie. Oh, Nady Simmons. I don't know if they need last names, really. Yeah. Well, they do if it's Rickenbacker. <laughs> Restrap. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> True. Oh, and then I think the um, woman from the flashbacks. Um, we'll get to that well scene. Her name is Pearl Prophet. Like she's a prophet. Pearl Prophet. Oh right. Pearl Prophet. Yeah. There you go. Or maybe that's I'm, the fucking cyborg. I might be confusing. I'm really. That. I'm really bored from talking, like, uh, I'm bored of talking about this movie. What's interesting is, so, when Van Damme was in a, a fight, and I forget what what uh, gang member it was, but uh, 
he was in a fight and he actually permanently blinded one of these guys in one of their eyes. He Wahlberged him, eh? And uh, the guy had to take him to court after the movie. And oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 kicked, he accidentally kicked him in the face or something when he wasn't supposed to. Those lethal weapons. Yeah, clearly. You guys just glossed and over he, my great Mark Wahlberg joke. I laughed No, at I it. heard it. I heard it. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the, he Wahlberg the guy, except by accident. Yeah, Wahlberg did it. <laughs> Don't ever forget that Mark Wahlberg purposefully blinded a man because of his race. Up more than once. Or Tim uh, Allen uh, ratted out his... Tim Allen's a piece right. of shit. He's a, he's a snitch. Go. Get him going. He's a snitch. Snitches get he's stitches. He's a fucking snitch. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, By the so way, everybody, he, if you're out there and you see somebody guy. not practicing social distancing, make sure you turn them in. <laughs> well, you gotta be. There's no consistency to these messages, John. Uh, so yeah, he blinded the. He accidentally blinded the guy during the movie, and then he had to pay the guy money, right? Or he settled. Yeah, it, he, or did he settle it in court? He, he's. Uh, I thought he it, had to take him to court for him to finally like yeah. pay him money. I guess. Uh, that's funny Dead with the movie. Dead. You'd think it would have to be like the studio would have to pay for something like that because well they went bankrupt right so then it's falls to van damme like they're shooting an action well, movie he accidentally kicks a guy or i don't whatever. think see i don't think it was an accident oh the plot thickens <laughs> i think van damme he's just that crazy <laughs> well you already talked about how it was disappointing that there were no van damme buns in this film but we did get a yeah. sweet Splits. One of the best splits of any Van Damme movie. Yeah, because as we know, he has to do the splits at least once per film. I think we didn't we count in Bloodsport, he did them like seven separate times in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think he did. But in this one, he only does them once. But it was pretty badass. He like does the splits in the sewers above a guy that's chasing him. And then, and then he knifes him. Yeah, he drops down and knifes the guy. He's, like, using doing the splits on either side of the wall. Uh, now, who is that guy that he knifed in the sewer? Uh, is he from other that's stuff? That's his best mate. Yeah, he's been in other stuff. Uh, I think that was Ralph Moeller, who was, um, he's, like, a German action actor guy. Uh, I believe he was in Universal Soldier. Yeah, he was in Universal Soldier as well with Van Damme and um, uh, which is Dolph awesome. Lundgren. I think he was. Remember how there was like a few of them at the beginning when it was showing the program in Universal Soldier, uh, right. and he was one of the other ones. That was one of the whatever Universal Soldiers, I guess. Um, yeah, and he's shown up in a few things. He was in Gladiator with Russell Crowe and shit. But yeah. Oh, okay. So he's the one who gets uh, knifed from above in that scene. I do kind of like that scene too. I I had fun with that scene where they're pursuing him through the sewers and they're popping up in that field and then they chase him into that river or whatever. He has to fight a few of them. So this brings up something that we talked about, obviously, last time, that this had to be re-edited to give it an R rating instead of an NC-17. Yeah. Or I guess it was X at the time. I think it was NC-17. Yeah, maybe maybe it was X, yeah. So, uh, here's the problem I have with this movie. It's not nearly violent enough. Like, I feel like all the punches get pulled, all the kicks, like, every... There's a lot of cutaways. 
Like, I think this... This move we this is a blood sport. <laughs> we did talk well, about this. Well, it's a little... I know. It's, it's a little more It's not. I know than, it's not. But I'm... I'm I think because it has a darker tone than Bloodsport, maybe I felt like it was a bit more violent in a way. But like it doesn't, it's, it doesn't really show a lot of violence. Like it does cut away from a lot of stuff. I did think well, it was like kind of cool when he kicks the guy with his nail in his boot or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, it, it's not over, like compared to if it came out now, it would be way more violent and gory, right? If we put if they put this movie out now. That's but why we're living in the best time. So many of these movies in the eighties where. Especially, like, I think it was just Reagan era bullshit where the MPAA was going, we're going to give you an X rating for violence. You got to cut this shit. And, like, it happened to, like, every Friday the 13th movie. Like, the kills in those movies were way better in every single one of them. And they had to cut every every single fucking one of those movies to make the MPAA happy to get an R rating. Well, you did get that scene in the flashback where that girl is holding the barbed wire, right? Yeah, that's a cool scene. Yeah. And and that's kind of a a darker scene where she has to hold up the family. Yeah, and of course, all and of course she hands, can, right? Yeah, and then all the barbed wire like goes through her hands and. And you know, Van Dam climbed out on the corpses of that woman and boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he just let them fall, and he he used the splits to hold himself up inside the well. So he he was fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, yeah. He's like, so I want to talk about some movies that came out in 1989. Mm. We've got right. hit, hit me, Kickboxer, Kickboxer, another Van Damme movie, The Last Crusade, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Batman. That was nice. That was a great the, fucking movie. The Killer. Okay, so Roadhouse Leave got an R rating. Too. Hold on, hold on. Roadhouse got an R rating. Yeah. And Patrick Swayze fucking rips a dude's throat out in that movie. Yeah, that movie yeah. was way better than this. That's true. Where's the fucking throat rips in, in this motherfucker? Tango and Cash? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of stuff, a lot of ground we've covered. Black Rain? Oh, Black Rain, Michael do Douglas. We love, do we love 1989? I mean, yeah. All the Burbs. That's a great movie. I love the Burbs. Underrated. It's a fun Definitely flip. underrated. Um, but not as good as Cyborg, right? Way better. <laughs> the bur- uh, pardon me. The Burbs didn't get six fucking spinoff sequels. Well, this is true. I guess just... <laughs> Solely based on spinoffs. The Burbs is Tom Hanks' Cyborg best clearly movie. Won. You think it's his best movie? Yeah. Well, we the, how about the fucking perdition, man? I like the Burbs. That's my answer. <laughs> I like the Burbs. I like the Money Pit, which is also a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. I like the Money Pit actually. I remember watching that when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like the Burbs. Of course, it's not his best movie, but it's a it's fun good. movie. It could only if it could only have come out in the fucking eighties. I miss the eighties, like the movies that came out in the eighties. Yeah, comedies, it's not like there's... I mean, it's just something wacky and weird about the fucking eighties. There's so much weird shit going on. Yeah, you have to appreciate it. Like Ghostbusters. And yeah, now Ghostbusters, this goddamn Gremlins. coronavirus is going to keep us from fucking ever watching a movie again in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Be lucky if the theaters are still in fucking business afterwards. But uh, where are we? We got a we got a, probably a couple scenes left to touch on in this. 
Do we? Uh, we, got the, we got the big fight at the right at big the fight at the end of water, the water, and then we got the big fight at the end, which is probably like the best fight, I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Why didn't he just shoot that arrow right into him? I don't remember. <laughs> I just thought it was because he was a bad shot. <laughs> I mean, it looks so like at a the end, shot, Van Damme. Yeah, at the end he sets up right, and he's like on top of I don't know a bunch of vehicles or some shit, and somehow he has you know a, a bow and arrow now, right? And that he probably spent days crafting. <laughs> and he shoots one arrow at uh, Warchild's feet. Yeah. yeah. Just to be like, hey, what's up? You have to shoot a but warning shot him. first, because if you don't shoot a warning shot, then you can be prosecuted for uh, <laughs> murder. <laughs> so you have to always shoot that warning I shot. I thought he was a bad shot. He's like never shot a bow and arrow before. <laughs> He's, ah, no, shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> I only had he one arrow. Go, he didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the fight and the fight's okay. I mean, <clears throat> I think Warchild looks like a cool villain, like the guy playing him. Like he's got a good look. They use those, you know, these fucking. Uh, you don't you don't agree, John? You think he I looks like shit? Stupid eyes. I thought that I, was kind of cool. I think he's a. I think he looks awesome for an urban environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I not, mentioned not this, in the countryside. Galvanizing right. around <laughs> fucking Pennsylvania. I mentioned in our previous recording of this uh, that that fight totally felt like the end boss fight of like a Double Dragon video game to me. Like, yeah. okay, he they went through all the bullshit. Now he's gonna fight the big boss, which I suppose you see in a lot of action movies. But like for some reason in this movie particularly, it felt to me like he is the here's the end boss of the dungeon. Now he's gonna finally have yeah. his thing but yeah I don't know the fight itself wasn't like amazing no, it's any means kind of weak yeah I mean the uh, fight we you... didn't we didn't actually talk about um our lord and savior um Jay-Z Van Damme getting yeah that's right he gets crucified getting crucified that's yeah, the that's part of the I forgot about that that, that is, is totally something out of a, like a spaghetti western like and so is the scene where the girl drops them in the well with the barbed wire. Not not that they would necessarily have done it in that way, but it's just a a type of f- scene that would be in those kind of movies where then the bad guy had done this terrible violence, killed the person, the the hero's family, and then he has to come back and then leave him in the middle of the the you know the quote unquote desert on crucified, uh, and he has to like fight his way off the <laughs> off the cross. Uh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the thing. This movie is, is is bad. It is objectively bad. The story makes no fucking sense. There barely is a story. None of the characters you give a shit about. But the there are like little this... cool moments and scenes that I liked. Yeah, the, the writer wrote this like in like ten days on amphetamines. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> that's how you do the best yeah. work, man. <laughs> he was doing the wrong kind of drugs. He was doing like the fucking. Uh, Elron Hubbard drugs. He wasn't doing like the, <laughs> I don't know, Tarantino. Right. I mean, we got what Tammy and the T Rex in two weeks. I prefer yeah. Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, like, Tammy and the T Rex is way more fun than this. Like that movie is fun. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, that movie oh, yeah, fucks. It's fun. 
That movie fucks. <laughs> that movie does fuck. This movie does not fuck. <laughs> well, Van Damme fucks. Yeah, Van Damme fucks in this. D- no, he doesn't. Yeah, doesn't he fuck that yeah, he woman does. he's traveling with? Then she no. remember she takes yeah, her clothes off and she runs in the water and we see yeah, her. Yeah, and then and then she we takes see her, her buns, but not Van Damme's. He, then you, she takes her top off and he like puts her, he closes it up. No, but he. I think he ends up fucking it. I think they fuck by the fire or something that night on I the don't beach. Think yeah, so. they. Not that I think night. So. Not that you're night. Ruining, you're ruining. Not, us from not the that. Job. Not that night, but he does like the next night. In my dreams, he does. Oh. Well, before we uh, give our ratings for this movie, do you want to do you want to talk about this? Is something kind of new? Uh, the box office for that week, April, the box office for the weekend of April seventh, nineteen eighty nine, when this movie came out. Jesus, sure. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's so, talk about it. So there was one, two, three, four new movies came out that week. All of okay. them were in the top ten. So. Number one, Cyborg. Number one was... First of all, do you guys want to guess where Cyborg was? I have the top 18 in front of me. The top 18? I'm going to guess... The weekend it came out, what did it debut at? That's what you're asking? Yeah, what place? I'm going to guess uh, like six. Six. All right, Dustin's dead on with at four. Boom. Oh, Wow. So it's uh, the same week uh, Major League came in at number one. Major League. A movie called The Dream Team. Oh, yeah, with Michael Keaton. Uh, I have no idea what that is. Uh, Rain Man was was previous number one. And then number four was Cyborg. Number five was Fletch Lives. Nine was Dead Calm. Seven was The Rescuers. Eight, Lean on Me. And number nine, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. What was number 10? They only go to 9? <laughs> oh, sorry. Dangerous Liaisons. Oh, okay. Interesting mix of films there. Yeah. Major League. Yeah, wow. Classic. That was your top 10 for the week of April 7th. Anything else in there that's work? Working Girl was in there. But mm. then Skin Deep, Beaches, Dead... A movie called Dead Bang? Dead Bang. Dead Bang. That was an action movie with Don Johnson. Uh, I don't remember the plot of at all, but yeah. Dead Bang, Los Angeles homicide detective Barry Jack, Jerry Beck searches for the murderer who killed a police officer on Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, shit, we're doing it oh, next year. Nice. <laughs> we should do it. All right, we'll yes. put that. I know, you know that. what's funny? Oh, my God, I think hold I, on a second. I think I, I downloaded it a while ago with the intention of us doing it. <laughs> hey, let, me just, let me just read this. Oh, it's directed by John Frankenheimer. Oh, well, shit. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, Los Angeles homicide uh, detective Jerry Beck, Don Johnson, searches for the murderer who killed a police officer on Christmas Eve. The investigation takes Beck inside the violent world of hate groups and white supremacists who are hatching a deadly plot to attack even more innocent people. Beck must also confront his own personal demons, including his growing problems with alcohol, if he wants to track down and stop the violent neo-Nazis before it's too late. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. We'll do it next Christmas. How about it. All right. Well, that's a happy little accident. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh shit! Let's rate Cyborg again. Uh, I forget. Cyborg. Maybe this time it'll stick. 
Yeah, so my reaction is a three overall, 2.6. Let's see. I gave it a four and a four. And mine's a two and a two. And there you go. And that puts us where? 2.9. 2.9, yeah. So that puts it... 105. Because, oh, yeah, we, we it was tied with... Ty- oh, no, it wasn't. It's above Time Cop. No. It's 105. Behind... Even though Time Cop is more enjoyable, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. It's Behind Final it? Score and in front of Time Cop. Behind Final oh, Score. Oh, yeah. Final Score. <laughs> that's that's that a movie, movie we watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a forgettable movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, man. It was a classic. Yeah, with the motorcycle and... <laughs> Batista. Yeah. The animal, Batista. <laughs> we watch some real dog shit on this podcast. <laughs> shit, yeah, we yeah, do. We do. Now, hopefully, yeah, we do. Now, hopefully my next choice will not be dog shit. Uh, we're going to do Guns Akimbo from this year, starring Daniel Radcliffe and Samara Weaving, the, the actress from Ready or Not. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. And the babysitter. Yeah, the babysitter. Yeah. Directed by what's his name? McGee. I wish somebody else had. A, the babysitter was a cool idea for a movie. I thought it was all right. I mean, for uh, McGee, I thought it was pretty fucking good, actually. For Mick, for McGee, I thought it was good. I just feel like if it had been in someone else's hands, it would have been. Could have been great. Yeah. Really, really great, like a cult classic. Yeah. But. As it is, it, it's pretty fun. I thought. Anyway, it's fun. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on Instagram, and we'll see you next week.